Today's episode of The Rewatchables on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the 2018 presenting sponsor of my podcast, The Bill Simmons Podcast. Let them help you find talent. Their powerful technology identifies and matches candidates with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. They scout talent for you. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're also brought to you by Hotel Tonight, an awesome app that helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute. Unlike flights, hotel rates usually get cheaper at the last minute. You can book up a room with Hotel Tonight up to seven days in advance or even 100 days in advance in certain major cities. And Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program lets you know the more you book, the better the deals get. Whether you need a sweet deal on a nice room for today, tomorrow, Valentine's Day, whatever, download the Hotel Tonight app and start scoring points. Right now, coming up is a podcast we did at Largo in Los Angeles. Uh, It was a big football night. We did Binge Mode, Friday Night Lights Season 2. You can find that on their feed in front of a live audience. And then we did Varsity Blues. You're going to hear me. You're going to hear Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion from Binge Mode. And you're going to hear the one and only Shea Serrano as we walk through one of the all-time classics of rewatchable mediocre cable movies. That's right. First Dude Blues. Here we go. There's a time to obey. We do things around here my way. A time to follow the rules. Hand down. And then there's a time. This is your opportunity. I don't want your life. Yeah! To tear it up. Woo! You don't always have to do the right thing. Let's roll! I'm just third in football. Can I have your autograph right here? James Vanderbeek, Varsity Blues. Rated R. That's Varsity Blues. Came out in 1999. Ah. The glory years of uh, high school movies with great MTV trailers. The glory years of like the modern sports movie, basically like the Sons of Rocky. So you had like uh, Any Given Sunday, He Got Game, Without Limits, For Love of the Game. Just like a nice little run, loving basketball. And then on top of it, a nice run of high school movies, right? Can't Hardly Wait, all those uh, 10... 10 Things I Love About You. Is that what that one Hate About You. Hate About You. 10 Things I Hate About You. That was close, though. Uh, Thank you. I almost got it. (laughs) (laughs) Exact opposite. 25 Things. 25 Things I Love About You. I thought that was the sequel. Uh, So it merges those two worlds, and it had the formula of Friday Night Lights, which was in book form by then, not not, uh, movie form. MTV. Cinemax. It merged those three elements. It was kind of genius. What is the Cinemax element? Well, you know, there's whipped cream Sundays ah. and naked girls in the truck, yes. all that stuff. And uh, it merged those three. And I remember seeing it and thinking to myself two things. One, that's going to work. And then two, <laughs> James Vanderbeek's headlining a movie? It, it, it seemed relatively shocking in 1999. Now, and now I'm kind of good with it. He's Dawson and the whole thing. But uh, what was your reaction when you saw that James Vanderbeek was headlining a football movie? Here's the thing you have to understand. I was 13 when this movie came out. I was in eighth grade. So this was one of those moments where you're like, oh, everyone on the couch has a boner, right? So like during the scene, we're like, boner? Is is boner right, Miss Davis? Is that one of the euphemisms for for erection, Miss Davis? I'm like, oh. So it was a big movie, much like American Pie. I think of American Pie and Varsity Blues as like the time where the children of Reisterstown, Maryland kind of got woke in an important way. Jason? I was not aware of the James Vanderbeek oeuvre at this time. You so weren't it, watching it, Dawson's Creek? It, made, it meant nothing to me. I was like, yeah, it's a football movie. Allie Larder's in it? Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll see this. There's a whipped cream bikini, you say? Okay. <laughs> I had no idea. James Shay, were you, are you in Texas at this point? Oh, yeah. Your reaction? I, I signed up for football the day I saw the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guess what, coach? You got a new quarterback. <laughs> uh, Vanderbeek plays uh, Jonathan Mox Moxon, the backup quarterback for West Canyon High. We have we could show the can you show the clip of Paul Walker there the uh, the big billboard thing. It's a great intro. So fantastic, right? 
How much does it cost to build that big billboard of your son? Because I think I might do it this week, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's uh, Lance Harbor. He's the all-American stud who's definitely uh, getting hurt the moment you see him. Because we know Vanderbeek's the star of the movie. <laughs> Mox is on the, on the sidelines, basically. He's reading Vonnegut with his playbook. Mm-hmm. He's about 10 years older than everyone else, 8, eight to 10. <laughs> That's, nine it, doesn't years. Ma- it doesn't matter in a high school movie, as we've seen for Friday Night Lights. <laughs> right, I was going to say, right. who's older, him or Tyra? <laughs> Tyra, and, and Tyra a again, a sophomore. Unbelievable. Um, and he dreams of going to Brown for some reason. I don't know how they settled on Brown for a kid in West Canaan, Texas. Some, they were in a writer's room and somebody said, what's a smart college? Right, but not, the, Brown. but not the smartest. Somebody else just said Brown. He was like, <laughs> right. dude, that's the one. Yeah. Brown. I'm guessing somebody in the writer's room rented Brown. He's like, hey, man, can we sneak Brown into this? <laughs> be cool. So basically a Nick Foles scenario <laughs> setting up here, right? Okay. Back up. You think he's done. He can't do it. The golden boy, the MVP is in place, and then... Uh, and I feel then, like you're biased against Nick Foles for, no, for a reason. No, I won You could have gone with Case Keenum, but no. Uh, the other key character, Coach Bud Kilmer. Oh, wow. Who is the most over-the-top sports movie coach of all time. I think John Voight thought he was, like, in an Oscar-winning movie in this. <laughs> I think he was like, you know what? Anaconda kind of fucked me up, but... I'm oh, that's back. I'm back after this one. Like, I'm <laughs> fucking back. They did make a statue of him. Yes. So. so this came out a year after Billy Zane's performance in Titanic. What's more over the top, that Billy Zane performance or, or Bud Kilmer in this movie? Just as being purely evil. Uh, well, I mean, the first time we meet Bud Kilmer at the pep rally, he gives a Nazi salute. So can I we, think. Can we see that? This is the first time we see Bud Kilmer. First moment. <laughs> Good night. I'm not saying he's Hitler, but I'm just saying it looks like Hitler. He could actually run for president now. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Uh, the movie starts with one of my favorite bad movie devices. In West Canaan, football is a way of life. That's yeah. the narrator. Mm-hmm. Anytime a way of life is woven in, you know you're in for something magical. <laughs> That's going to be a solid C-plus that you'll watch over and over again. Uh, we're going to go through some categories. This movie is almost 20 years old. Wow. How about that? It shows. <laughs> it, does. Uh, it does. The graphics. There's little stuff like the graphics. and There's little stuff like the, the plot. Yeah, the Green Day. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> going to get to that. Uh, our first category in the Rewatchables podcast, which we do, we bang out different categories that we then uh, we basically assess the movie through. The first one is the Dion Waiters Award for the best heat check performance by a role player. Yeah. Here are the nominees: Scott Kahn as Tweeter. <laughs> oh, some Tweeter fans. I described him as Wes Welker crossed with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> is that fair? Yes. That's fair. That is inspired. Uh, I like there's a lot of ripoffs in this movie from other sports movies. This is a blatant ripoff of Mac Davis's character in North Dallas 40, which probably none of you have seen. <laughs> but that was one of, probably one of the original fo- football movies, basically the same character. Uh, another nominee, The Wet Blanket Girlfriend, played by Amy Smart, Jules. No. Another sports movie staple, The Wet Blanket Girlfriend. I'm a big fan of Amy like, Smart. My boyfriend's changing. You're getting too famous. And every scene I'm in, I just have to bring you down. Not her fault. I love her in just, Crank and Crank 2 with Jason Statham. Well, ro- <laughs> road trip. Yeah. She had a nice little run, Amy Smart. Amy Smart thoughts, Shay? I have no Amy Smart thoughts. Okay. <laughs> I was worried. Uh, Ali no, I War- do. I do. I do. One. Okay. She's great in Butterfly Effect. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a really loaded category. I don't know who's going to win. Ali Larder. As uh, the the original Lance girlfriend, who in the hospital switches right. her attention to Mox, right? Yes. They're like, they haven't even operated on Lance Harbor yet. Well, she says this is not about love. This is about my future. She's always honest. Yeah. yeah so I respect it. Did she think she was going to FSU with Lance Harbor? Oh, How yeah. is that going to work? Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. She so cannot she wait also to get to go Tallahassee. That's right. Okay. One of the weirdest desires of all time. <laughs> <laughs> cannot wait to get to Tallahassee. As uh. As as a debut performance, 
this this was up there with Magic Johnson in the 1980 finals. <laughs> incredible, incredible performance by her. Billy Bob, greatest fat guy in, mo- in sports movie history. Yeah, yeah he's R.I.P. Um, no last name. I uh, think Bob is the last name. <laughs> William Bob. William, yeah, they call it William yeah, Robert. He referred to as William Robert at one yeah, point. Yeah. You think his last name was Bob? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't prove you wrong. <laughs> And then uh, finally, Miss Davis, the teacher slash stripper. Yes. Because that's a varsity blues, a teacher slash stripper. <laughs> penis, penis, penis. Mm. Vagina, vagina, vagina. Shay, who wins? What was the category? I, I lost it. <laughs> Deanne Waiters, best heat check performance. Um, I'm, going, I'm going John Voight. Was he nominated? Can no, I nominate him? It's not nominated. It's too big. He was too big? He too was big. one of the stars? No. Okay. He, he, what is He's that? a starter. All right. He was they, in give, Anaconda. Give me, give me Allie Larder. Okay. That's yeah. a Mallory? that's a clutch way to come into a movie. Just. That's one hundred percent the answer. Yeah, it's Allie Larder. What I mean, is that's, a bigger heat check than the whipped cream bikini? Nothing. It's also the scene like at a certain age where you're like your friends are like you got to see this movie, bro. The other thing, <laughs> underrated, underrated Darcy moment because so all the attention goes to the whipped cream bikini as it should, but she is an should. innovator because when she's trying to get Lance to fuck at the party and he's like, I don't know, there are like a lot of people. Can I concentrate? And she's like, Don't worry, let's let the dryer do the work. <laughs> right. The dryer that will drown incredible. out. The dryer will drown out the fuck sounds. Don't uh, worry. I always took that more. Is like it's an assist, the vibration. How? Yeah, I that's guess. what it is. It's an yeah. assist. Well, I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know anything about fucking on appliances. <laughs> you, should, you should. Can I point out two things here? First, in the in the whipped cream bikini scene, if you're there when she comes walking up to him and they're showing him from the side, you yeah. can very clearly see that they have taped something to her butt to yes, cover her butt. I noticed that too. Which is a weird thing to be embarrassed about when the rest of you right. is covered in whipped cream. So and also, when you have sex on a dryer and a fat guy throws up hot dogs into a washer. Right. But you're like, not my butt. Not, not that. Yeah. Everything they else. They weren't even eating Tide Pods then. They, you know? <laughs> no distractions. Well, the other thing is, like, why there? What's wrong with the bedroom? Like, I don't understand why in that room. I guess they assume the risk of someone walking in was higher. I guess you don't anticipate a fat what? guy throwing up. Yeah, what kids at a high school football party are going to do laundry? It's true. I think she only has like seven scenes, and in two of them, she's having sex on a dryer, and yeah. she's and in another one, she's Sunday. changing in the car. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. remember that? I do. Coming from the hospital yeah. where her boyfriend just had his knee torn up, every ligament. Yeah, his career over. Yeah. I, I I agree, it's Allie Larder, but I I don't want to sleep on Scott Kahn's performance because out of anybody who could have been spun off in this movie. He would have been my candidate. The tweeter show, the tweeter half hour sitcom on Fox. Oh, my God. Would have absolutely worked. Uh, most rewatchable scene. Here are the nominees. Mox comes off the bench to save the game. From reading Vonnegut to watching his buddy blow out his knee. Comes in, wins it. The whipped cream Sunday we discussed. Uh, the I don't want your life speech, which we're going to get into in a little bit. The team turning on Coach Kilmer, which we're yeah, going to dive right. into. Uh, Dawson's big halftime speech, the punt block, which was really great. It was great. Plus, like, why isn't Billy Bob on the on the punt block team? <laughs> because he's <laughs> constantly she been doing that every time. <laughs> How good was Coach Punt Gomery? Billy Bob was his, Yeah, I mean, That's seriously. Right. And then uh, the the hook and ladder play. What is the most rewatchable scene? You're flicking channels, and this scene's about to come on. You're the most excited. I will stop for whipped cream bikini every time. Wow. Okay. I will. It is that. I mean, it's just like a basic human instinct to be like. I like that we're being there, honest with the audience. Is there Ali Larder wearing a whipped cream bikini? I guess I'll watch this. I, it lasts I, two seconds anyway. Give me the locker room fight. I like when they fight. Ooh. I love when they rebel. That's my choice too. When they rebel, it's great. So you have Co- Coach Buck Kilmer, the running back pops his hamstring, and he's just gone full evil at this point. He's saying, they just shoot him up. We'll get him right. back out there. Right. And Vanderbeek and Scott Kahn. And Paul Walker decide to stop this and basically. This can't happen. This can't happen. You'll have Nazi to go through us. all that. That was fine. <laughs> this is <laughs> <Right>. too much. <laughs> I don't understand why they were making him out to be this super great coach. Two state titles in 30 years. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> I was going to bring that up in nitpicks. That's He'd too- be fired. That's yeah. not good enough. You got a you. Coach Eric Taylor won two in four years. Yeah. Right. He, he should right. not be employed. And two Hail Marys. Uh, 
Yeah, two in 30 years. And Nobody cares got about a the statue and the stadium is named after him. Yeah, everything, everything in the, the city is named after him. Because that one, after they come out of the strip joint, and the the cops and people are complaining, and he goes and he and he accosts the people at the diner. Yeah, he's eating. Oh, my in the boy's background. too much of a problem for you. Why is everybody so afraid about Comer? What was so good about him? Because he's a he's Nazi. A Nazi. <laughs> right. He's super plugged <laughs> into the white supremacy group. Good answer. Uh, the next category, the Mark Ruffalo. This is a new category, by the way. The Mark Ruffalo. They knew overacting award. I don't know if you've seen Spotlight. We love Mark Ruffalo, but. He dials it up there. And uh, there's really only one obvious nominee for this. It's, it's the I don't want your life scene. This is your opportunity for here. you. Playing football at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime. But I don't want your life. Incredible. And uh, the, the Texas accents are very tough in this movie. <laughs> very, very tough. Paul Walker's has it's super thick. His first scene when he tells and Billy like, Bobby has a dream, and by the end, of it. he's Fast and the Furious. Yeah, Paul right Walker again. It's great. Let's shoot, let's just do the first two lines. Sure. You be you be his dad, and I'm going to be Dawson. Because there's actually a better part that's more underrated. People are saying you organize an all night drinking party. That's why you boys dragged ass out there. Save it, Dad. Save it. Save what? You got the opportunity of a lifetime, son. Playing football right. at West Cannon is not the opportunity of a lifetime. Your attitude is wrong. Your tone of voice is all wrong. This is your opportunity. For you. <laughs> Playing football at West Cannon may have been the opportunity of your lifetime, but I don't want your life. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're too kind. The power. Yeah, had to do it. That was so bad, guys. Thank you. <laughs> that was real. You said you were going to do two you're lines. Just you're just you jealous. jealous I asked Jason to do it. I, I didn't know we were I got caught scenes. up and I couldn't stop. I was like, am I a, the father of a, of a starting quarterback? <laughs> That's a great, With he's a, a great dad, mustache. by the way. Yeah. Great he dad. A, he gets a bad rap in this movie. Terrible he's a, dad. He's a, a terrible no. dad. What? Very supportive dad. What? What? He built the billboard outside the house? No, the school's built, the boosters, whoever Buddy Garrity is for right. the Coyotes is building those billboards, <laughs> I promise. When Mox gets accepted to Brown, his dad's like, I need to talk to you about the game plan for Friday night. That is not a supportive dad. That's an exactly Also, he doesn't seem dad. to understand that his younger son has started a cult. <laughs> right. Or he doesn't care about right. that. He's accepting of it. I was like, oh, cool. The only, the, Jesus. the only X against the dad is when he gets into college for free at Brown. And he's like, that's great, Mox, but what about the Friday game? That's a bad that's moment. A, that was rough. No, you're, that's you're, what a dad would... You're saving $300,000 in college. That's what a dad would do, first of all. Second of all, the <laughs> argument there is, okay, you got into Brown. That's done. Good job. Right. <laughs> we got a thing we need what to isn't do. Done? This ha- We still have to do this right. thing. It's Friday night under the lights, my guy. Because he knows. The dad understands what happens if you don't play well in West Canaan. Like, your life is ruined there forever. I don't know who either of the actors were, but the dad, he looked that his dad looks like Ed Werder, the ESPN guy. <laughs> and then uh, Paul Walker's dad looks like uh, Chris Cooper, the actor. That would be... But they're not, like, they're, like, rip-off for it. Like, they couldn't afford Ed Werder. <laughs> that would be Chris my Cooper. nomination for the Mark Ruffalo overacting is the scene where the dads are trying to get the boys to throw yeah. the ball. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is yeah. Oh, That's a pretty good nominee. <laughs> What's funny is they're trying to decide who's the best quarterback in the state of Texas by throwing a ball three yards. Right. <laughs> the thing off of my head. Uh, what's aged the best? This is one of our favorite categories, Ooh. especially with a movie like this. The nominees are, the football scenes are just really good. They're really good. They're shockingly good. Football is the why best are you, Why are you skeptical, Mallory? Mallory's got a great Uh-oh. take on this. Well, here's what's aged the best from the movie. It is a football thing. But it is, it is also an indictment of how the movie handles football things. What has aged the best is the use of the hurry up, no huddle spread offense. And oh. the reason that is crazy is because they basically imply that Jonathan Mox Moxon invents the spread. He <laughs> casually references once when he's trying to run one of his at spread the, plays at, at practice, practice yeah. that Mississippi Valley State's been putting up the points. Yeah. And or- that is an actual thing in real life that people don't talk about enough. Archie Cooley and Mississippi Valley State were spread innovators in the late 80s, but they run right over that and they just act like Lance and Mox single-handedly innovate the spread offense. 
That's ludicrous. So you're saying they didn't do that? I don't think so. No. They're acting like Mox is Gus Malzahn. That's one of my favorite scenes. Don't ruin scenes. this for me, Mallory. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie when Paul is the new coach at you the end that? of the game. Yeah. Jason, you have that one? Yeah. When Jason Paul Walker diagrams the play? I love when Mox jumps in with the idea and Billy Bob is just like, what? <laughs> it's, Billy Bob is the best. Here it comes. Watch how surprised Billy Bob is. I need five wide receivers. We're running the oop-de-oop. No tight ends, no running backs. I want four receivers stacked left. Tweeter, you on the right. We're going to overload the left side portion to cover Tweeter one-on-one. He got no huddles. What? <laughs> <laughs> and no what? huddles. Isn't this how the Patriots beat the Falcons? Maybe they saw this movie. I have to ask a question about this. Yeah. I was also going to bring this up later in dip picks. I don't mean to jump ahead. There is not a single assistant coach on the team who would be coaching okay, oh, the game. Save that. Okay. No, no, we're All right. Gonna... <laughs> you got to talk about that. No, it's very, that's very important. Uh, I thought the football scenes in general are great. Yeah. Pre-concussion era football, so a lot of like helmet to helmet. <laughs> they just let it go. Yeah, just, is it pre? I mean, like, just by, just Billy violence. Bob gets concussed like in the first five yeah, minutes of the movie. Um, that's another what's aged the best is the concussions. Now, yeah. this is really... <laughs> what? This is... <laughs> I'm going to bring this home. Okay. Don't get nervous. Tie it. Tie Don't the get nervous. Because we're in 1999. Deep... Uh-huh. Billy Bob's getting concussions and John Voight is forcing him. Evil Hitler John Voight. Right. Yeah. Forcing him to play even though, like, he's falling over and he's oxygen and it's terrible. And then Lance gets hurt. And we learn a lesson about we should be a little more careful with concussions. Well, guess who didn't learn that lesson? The National Football League. <laughs> it's 10 more years before they even acknowledge that concussions are bad. And then another three after that. And by 2012, when you get a concussion during a game, you can't come back in. That's 13 years after Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues it's was trying right to there. tell us something. <laughs> yeah. What if it was somebody, all in that movie. What if somebody went into the commissioner's office with a DVD with of that Varsity movie? Blues and was like... Watch this! (laughs) It's 1999! Look what happens to Billy Bob in the first five minutes of this movie! But the NFL plays dumb about concussions. This is a major plot point in Varsity Blues. (laughs) Somebody Uh had to see it. Shay, you have one thought, I know. Yeah, it sounds a lot like you're saying the concussions aren't bad until the quarterback gets hurt. Like, that's 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 what it sounded like. (laughs) <laughs> it sounded a little bit a little bit like that. Uh, the last what age the best, just a phenomenal late 90s soundtrack that yeah. I'm not even sure is worthy of its own serious channel. There was no era for the late 90s. It was kind of post-lithium. But uh, Foo Fighters, Fastball, Collective Soul, Third Eye Blind. Collective Soul. Loudmouth. And, of course, The Offspring. You had to throw them in there. But it feels very late 90s. What do you think is age the best, Jason? I'm going to go with the football scenes for the reasons we just outlined. Okay. Mallory? The spread offense. Despite the problems with how it is introduced and who gets credit, that holds up. Going with five receivers and winning the game, that holds up. Shay? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. Not a lot that's aged well. That's, that's, the, that's why uh, we're all saying the same thing. Football is the best, Don't ruin it it's for the the best sport to film in a movie. Football is. It's better than basketball. Basketball is too hard to film it's correctly. Too hard. Baseball is too boring. Basketball rarely works. Football is cool because Baseball's after every play, boring. they all get together to have a talk. Right. And I love that. Basketball, basketball is tough because if you can't dribble, there's just literally no way to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you guys stand on Vanderbeek's throwing arm in this movie? It's pretty good. It's pretty, he threw, he threw good, 50 right? yards from sitting down. He did. While reading a book. It's Kyle Bowler stuff through the uprights. Because my friend Mike Tolan made this movie with uh, Brian Robbins. Three years later, they made Summer Catch with Freddie Prince Jr. You're shitting on your friend's movie? No. <laughs> I, not only do we talk about Varsity Blues all the time, but we're going to discuss the sequel at the, end ah. of this, at the end of this thing. In Summer Catch, though, Freddie Prince couldn't really throw a baseball. Oh my God. So they had to do – he was about to throw it, and they would cut to another camera behind him and do all these cheats. They did not have to cheat with James Vanderbeek. They cheated when he – that sitting down throw, though. You can tell. Yeah, nobody can do that. Somebody can. We saw Kyle it. I don't think, yes. <laughs> what well, definitely wasn't James Vanderbeek. Uh, what's age the worst? Oh, my God. The team heads to a strip joint and gets entertained by their teacher. 
They remain there till dawn. There's, yeah. They're there's, high school students. There's no way that they don't know that the teacher is a stripper in a small town. Like, right, yeah. somebody's dad came home drunk one night, like, I talked to your teacher. Uh, so Guess what? Yeah. Yeah. They also, also tell Miss Davis that they swore they'll keep her secret, but they were just talking about it with, like, all their teammates. <laughs> Yeah, well, the strip club in that movie is the landing strip. Yeah, it's also in Friday Night Lights. That's right. There's also one in Houston, by the way. I'll throw that out. It's there. shocking because it's such an original, creative name. Can't is believe that landing it's strip? <laughs> landing strip. Does that have to do with airports? Is it near the airport? It's That's near right, the buddy. airport. Yes. Do you want to? Do you want to take the James Harden joke, or should I? You go ahead. <laughs> the landing strip. Is that Rockets headquarters? <laughs> no. No. Uh, <laughs> Tweeters' philosophies on women have not aged well. we'll Tweeters' philosophies on everything. Yeah. Tweeter everything. is, like, extremely bad. Tweeter, uh... He's yeah. really tough. Tweeter, at one point, is in a, gets out of a car full of naked women and goes... Tells Mox, all you need is some beers, some shots, and some pills, and the panties just drop. Yeah. <laughs> and Mox is like, are you ready to go to prison? And like, yep. <laughs> uh... Billy Bob's title-winning hook and ladder has that age well. Hey, it, it, it turns it, out it's it not very the realistic. They, that's how I, they won the championship right. in Friday Night Lights, though. That's right. Same well, play. Another Run it. Why don't Run I, Jason, can you cue that one Mac up and we'll let play. the audience decide Run if this is age well? All right. So Vanderbeek has already thrown it. Tweeter's catching it. And laterals it to Billy Bob. Nice. Who catches it in slow motion. And he stares at it. Stares at it like a like deer. Like a ham. No defenders. No defenders anywhere near him until that moment. Get rid of that guy. That's a crazy tackle. Uh, I'm going to jump from 40 These two guys are going. Yeah. Three more coming. Here comes one. Two. No. It's still not going down. Get there, Billy Hold Bob. Up. One more guy. Get there, Billy Bob. Defender. Got across yeah. the plane. Another defender coming in. I, I like I, that because it continues the proud tradition of no high school football teams ever being able to tackle. I love, right. I love that. Ever. Ever. At their tackling drills, they're like, only from the chest up. That's all we do. Head first. Uh, also not aging well, the decision to run the hook and ladder from the 17-yard line over they should have kicked a field it. goal. They sent it to overtime. They should have kicked it. <laughs> sent to overtime. It was 17 to 14. That's what happens when but you're again, a coach. There's no coach. There's no coach. No coach. There's no coach. They're calling plays by committee at this point. Yeah. So what's age the worst, Jason? Tweeter. Okay. Tweeter is literally you cringe through everything he says. You're like, oh my God. It's bad. It's bad. It's tough. I, I will make the case that concussion protocol aged the worst because yeah, that's a even good call. Mox, who you're supposed to think is sort <laughs> of like civilized mm-hmm. and worldly and is reading Slaughterhouse-Five while he's at practice. He's advanced. That's right. Our own Billy Pilgrim. Got into guys. Brown. That's right. He's like, guys. You can't ask them real questions. It's got to be true or false. Right. Yeah. That's what the smart guy thinks yeah. is an effective <laughs> test to see if he has a concussion. Just like this. Hey, do you see a thing? Yeah. Oh, he's good. Yeah. He's good. Uh, Shay, you have same thing, Tweeter? Yeah, it's got to be Tweeter. It's just, there's just too many things to, like, it, he has a one line where he's singing the song about girl oh, broke my heart, jaw. so I broke her broke jaw. jaw. He's like, yeah. Wow. I didn't even remember that yeah. one. At the party when he's walking out, right yeah. before he that's comes a tune. with a baseball bat. In the nuts. Like, that's what he says. Yeah. The other thing is he's five foot four, which seems like, I don't know how he averaged 15 catches a game. This, he was their the, whole offense. The secret thing in the movie is that he's really bad. They show, like, they right. show one where he catches it after, before Lance gets hurt. He catches it, someone hits him, he drops the ball. On the, at the end of the game, he's supposed to get out of bounds. He doesn't get out of bounds. Like, like, right. Get out of out. bounds, Tweeter. Part That's of the, the reason, though, another thing that aged poorly, part of the reason that he's one of their best players is because every single player on that team, except for Wendell, is white. Yeah. Every player on that Canaan. team is white. That did not age well. The unintentional comedy award, we're going to skip over that. It's Vanderbeek's Texas accent. Is <laughs> just, I, I didn't, and the, the thing is, I bet he also had a dialect coach for it. Right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. But one of my... I'm going to throw this out there real quick. My yep. my favorite unintentional comedy moment is when Billy Bob asks the teacher if she'll go to prom with him. And he wants to say, Ms. Davis, will you go to prom with me? 
but his words are so mushed together that he just says, will you prom me? It's <laughs> like, my favorite clip of the can whole we, thing. This is like pretty vulgar, but just very quickly. Can we talk about her nipples for a moment? No. Oh, oh wow. This is a great take. This is like a it's, solid great we're take all from Mallory Ribbon. So no, we can't. <laughs> well, now I don't feel supported. Okay. We're, we should say, well, we're in the drive over here talking about Mrs. Davis. <laughs> Mallory Ribbon goes, do you notice her nipples? They're just very notable. Very notable to me. You, you said that they resembled what? I might have said pencil erasers. <laughs> okay. Um. It's very, it's just, it's memorable and strange. That's what you took away from Friday Night Lights. From, That's the first thing. That's the first thing she said to me when I got off the right. plane at the airport. Hey, did you see Mrs. Davis's nipples, by the way? What? It's Miss Davis. Yeah, Miss Davis. Um. Sorry. With a saline Mustang. I We're going to rip through thing. a half-assed internet research corner. This is all information I found about the movie on the internet that may or may not be true. But it's on the internet. Uh, this is true. 40% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. 60% people are idiots is why. Yeah. I, that's that's really how I low. feel. Roger Ebert wrote, quote, it's a predictable football movie that lacks intensity. Never liked them. Lacks intensity? Never liked them. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of things, but... Lacking intensity is not that's, one of them. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the coach of the football team does a Hitler salute. <laughs> uh, true or false, James Vanderbeek won the Breakout Movie Star at the Teen Choice Awards and Breakout Male Movie Performance at the MTV Movie Awards. True or false? True. True, because true. this is an MTV, an MTV film. production. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's rigged, semi-rigged oh, yeah. here. That might have been called in. Uh, in the whipped cream Sunday scene, Shaving cream was used because whipped cream would not stick to alley larder. Hmm. What, is that like an alley larder specific thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> or does oh, it no. not stick to anybody? That's all the information I have. I don't know okay. whether it would stick to other we people. We should try. That's all Later. I have. Shay, I'm working. I'm doing my Ask best here. Mm-hmm. The guy who played Wendell played at Stanford. That's and right. Had a cup of coffee with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. Strong safety. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Bob tore his patella tendon during the shoot. <laughs> And that's why they had to shoot him from weird angles. And that's why the hook and ladder play looks so weird. Because he had a torn patella tendon. What they angle? still did it with it. He had three it, guys on his back? Yeah. With it. That's a, not, not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> True or false? Mox wore number four because James Vanderbeek's favorite player was Brett Favre. True. Gotta that's be true. true. Okay. True or false? Billy Bob was... was that, is that right? That I read that true. on IMDb today. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Billy Bob was 38 years old in real life when they filmed this. <laughs> True or false? False. 30, false, maybe. because I believe he was 47 when he, when he died. When he passed? Which was like 20, a year. R.I.P. 28 years old. Um, Vanderbeek had to stop playing football in the eighth grade after a concussion. Wow. That's what's yeah. up. This, I thought, I'm telling you, this movie. They thought, knew. They knew. They knew, Robbie. <laughs> they knew, Robbie. I stopped playing football in the uh, seventh grade. I played one one game. One game. I was a receiver, much like Tweeter, minus all of the terrible things. What about the ass stat? <laughs> we, we were, they finally let me out there. There was 65 kids on the team. I finally got in there for a play, and then we were in the huddle, and the quarterback, the, this kid's name was Juan. He's like, I'm going to throw it to you. And I was like, don't, don't throw it to me. I'll do that. <laughs> He said, I want to throw it to you. I said, don't. I'm not going to catch it if you throw it to me. We huddle. We, we go out there. I'm lined up in my perfect stance, and we hike, and I turn, and he throws it to me, and it's flying, and I hit it like this. <laughs> and I was like, I told you I'm not going to catch it. What was the route? That what route the, did you run? It was like a screen or something. Like, they, he said, I'm going to hike it and then throw it straight to you, and then you run. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> that was my only football play ever. Is there a town in Texas where you can steal a police car Convince three other girls to take your clothes off and then drive around the town with the siren on with alcohol in the yeah, car. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. There's like six towns. Okay. That you could do that in. Uh, we do a thing called Apex Mountain. We try to figure out who, if anybody's career was at its apex during the movie. James Vanderbeek. I'm going to say yes for this. He's on Dawson's Creek. He's leading uh, a football movie and he won Teen Choice and MTV Movie Award. This was his apex. Uh, does being a meme count? Because I kind of feel like his second life as a meme is like much, much more impactful than this. Mallory? I just think Dawson goes on for so many more years and yeah. becomes such a sensation for 
tweens everywhere. And that's really what he is still like most associated with. So I think it's the later Dawson years for him. For him, yeah. Well, who are the other options? Or who it's, we go each one. Scott okay. Kahn? No. He's no. on Hawaii Five-0. Yeah, he's yeah. got, he's okay. got that <laughs> network pace. He was, in, he was in the Oceans movie. He's in the Oceans movie. Allie Larder. No. Final she, Destinations heroes. are great. She fought Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. And Heroes. So she's... That was her, her apex. Amy Smart, we already covered now. John Voight, I think, won an Oscar, so I don't think yes. this was his career. Midnight, for Midnight Cowboy in 1969. Oh, also Cowboy fathered release. Angelina Jolie. So That's right. He's got Anaconda a lot of is his apex. He fought an Anaconda. Any movie in where the you movie, get eaten Anaconda. by a snake yeah. and then thrown up That's by over a snake. Oscar? Yeah. Ice right. Cube and J-Lo. Uh, Billy Bob, I, sadly, this was his apex. Yes. And then... Uh, Paul Walker? No. No. No, Not even close. In fact, certainly not. It paved the way for one of my favorite apexes, the Paul Walker apex. Mm -hmm. He was so so great here. He was just so beautiful and pristine. Right. Perfect. Would you have guessed that he was going to be the biggest star from this movie? 100% yes. I think I would have too. 100% yes. I have a question. It's going to break your brain. If they had switched parts, is is this a better movie? No. Vanderbeek and Paul Walker? Yeah. No. Paul it's, Walker is Mox. He's the, not believable as the backup. No. Yeah. That's the There's thing. no life where Paul Walker is a backup to anybody. <laughs> okay. To anybody. Especially Fair. not James Vanderbeek. All the right. Mo- we're we're, uh, we're going to pick some nits. Oh, my God. Oh, we have a lot of, lot of nits to be wow. picked today. No coaches. So, Bud this, Kilmer this leaves. This is crazy. There's like two other coaches in the trainer's room trying to basically give this guy the shot. But then they come out for the second half, no coaches. What happened to the other coaches? And why did they only have two assistants? No idea. Well, it's, what happened? Don't you have like 12 in Texas? I yes. think it's part of the Nazi ideology when the, <laughs> <laughs> when the leader steps down, all the, all the other subordinates have to step you aside. You follow as with well. them? Yes. Mm. The thing is, there's a really long, dramatic shot of him walking down the hallway yeah. alone Great and then shot. packing up his office. So if you're going to go that way and say they're loyal to their man, right. just show them with him. That's like such an easy fix to yes, not address you. that. And then to let the children call the plays with a division title on the line is ludicrous. And the announcers were just not rattled at all. No like, Bud Kilmer. I don't see Bud. That no, where's like Bud? Where's Bud? Call, call him plays. I like that the one announcer, the first time they show him, he's like, tell those... Those kids in Bainesville or whatever, if your grandma lives there, we're coming to burn her house down. Like, what? No, we're not. We're going to play football. We're not burning down any houses. Billy Bob has no last name, which... It's Bob. Okay. (laughs) Are we really supposed to believe Mox couldn't play football at Brown after winning the Texas state title? Brown was too rigorous for him? He didn't didn't want to. He didn't want to. That's a good... Nit to pick because he says he never played football again yes. after that. Yeah. But they went to they the playoffs. They went to the playoffs. Why don't Did they play football again? Show up. Oh, that's Do they a have great to forfeit the season because they don't have coaches? Yeah. Could these be connected? That makes no sense. They should be yeah, going should to play for again. state. I bet that's what it was. No coaches were not letting you play. Yeah. They that they that blew up in their face. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> they got there ready. They got there ready to take state and they're like, where's your coach? Uh, oh, it's Paul. It's Paul. The final game we covered, I don't know why they didn't kick the field goal. What do you have, Mallory? Not going to the playoffs was a big one. I, I couldn't stop thinking about that. I'm obsessed with the fact that Billy Bob plays right guard instead of left tackle. Like, they're right-handed quarterbacks. There's no way if you have an offensive lineman that large, you don't protect the blind side. It doesn't make sense. Why is he playing right guard? And then... Okay, if he's playing right guard, whatever, how does he end up on the left sideline for the hook and ladder? None of that makes sense. Like, the geometry of that doesn't track. (laughs) That's great. Also, how does Mox hear from Brown in the fall? Like, that's not how college admissions works. (laughs) It isn't. Was he early decision? That's the it only thing really I can think early. of. <laughs> There's also when they're calling the hook and ladder. This is how Lance calls it. Hook. <laughs> Subtle, dude. <laughs> what is the other team doing that they can't pick up on that play? Any nitpicks, Jason? 
I mean, I think, how can I even follow that? It is, I, for me, it's the coaches and the fact that Mox is like, I never played football again. You did make the play. You made the playoffs. It's, it's crazy. He what? forgot. Maybe he had a concussion and can't remember the playoffs. Yeah. I have Shay, a, what do you got? Anything? I have a small, a small one. When Billy Bob is, has, has his breakdown and he's on the back of the truck shooting his trophies mm-hmm. and they show him pulling up, he's at like the, maybe the 30-yard line of the field and then they have their talk and they finish. And when they're done, he gives a gun to Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek turns and sees the sign of Bud Kilmer's face, yeah. which is maybe like, you know, 18 by 12. Yeah. With a shotgun, shoots it from 30 yards away. Impressive. And, and hits only the face. Like, that's not how a shotgun works. Right. <laughs> they should have known in Texas, like, they're going to figure this part. This is not a good gun scene. I don't know what happened there. And it had 100 bullets in it as well. It was a bad... That's where it turns into, like, you could see the E60 piece in two years with Billy Bob, like, concussions, shooting people, shooting trophies. You could see all the sides. This is the the fact that high school students stayed at a strip club until dawn drinking shots with their teacher. I'm Tom Rinaldi. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Next category. Uh, My personal favorite, and I know it's Shay's personal favorite. Would this movie have been better with Danny Trejo? Yes, because there's no Latinos in the movie, and it's set in Texas. <laughs> no, there's a there's a Reyes and a Gonzalez in there on the back of their jersey. Because <laughs> I was lines. those guys for Halloween two years in a row. I was like, <laughs> yes, because they need adults to play coaches coach. at the end of the movie, and he could have been one of the coaches. Who's Danny Trejo in this movie, Shay? Danny Trejo is Reyes's dad. He's in the stands. <laughs> All right. Uh, best quote other than I don't want your life is I'm back. Puke and rally. I usually fall for the whipped cream bikini every time. That's an actual quote. That would be a good high school senior yearbook quote. Uh, your daddy was a no town pussy, but at least he listened. What an insult. <laughs> I'm being insulted. My dad is being insulted. Like It's really the perfect one. Uh, and then the speech at the end, we've got the rest of our lives to be mediocre we have the rest of this half to be gods. Can we see that, Jason? Cue that up. Cue, this is, I think this is what won him the Team Choice Award. <laughs> right here. Yeah. We'll play the next 24 minutes for the next 24 minutes. His head is so big. And we'll big. leave it all out on the field. We got the rest of our lives to be mediocre, but we have the opportunity to play like gods for the next half of football. Wow. <laughs> I, I feel like everything up to that point was the opposite for him. Yeah. Like, he was like, football doesn't I matter. I care about it's football. Not. And then here, all of a sudden, oh, by the way, guys, the rest of your life is going to fucking suck. Yeah. yeah. But we've got 24 minutes. It's going to be cool. Oh, and by the way, we don't have a coach. <laughs> what about the actual best quote in the movie? What is it? <clears throat> Pitch in a tent. Sporting wood. The icicle is formed. The march is on. Stiff. Stiffy. I don't like you looking at me when you're <laughs> saying these Mr. things. Mr. Mortis. Rigor Mortis is set in. Mr. Mushroom Head, which is really vivid. Purple-headed yogurt slinger. The one I remember so well I don't even have to look at the note card to recite it. And uh, Pedro. Always reminds me of the Tyrion scene in season one of Game of Thrones when he's just spewing. Maybe I shouldn't say spewing the <laughs> euphemisms for masturbation when he's up in the the area. The uh, the veil. Like the, the thing that I learned from that quote is James Vanderbeek is definitely circumcised. Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent circumcised. <laughs> Did you write those? You wrote those down. Oh, you yeah. were like play it and then pause and then write it. She's Did like. You, well, what it was was she's like, look at those nipples. Wait, what does it say? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to nobody's surprise, Mallory crossed the most lines <laughs> on this Varsity Blues podcast. Uh, probably unanswerable questions. Is Oh, I had, did the Vanderbeek switch and rolls. Did the Coyotes cover the spread in the final game? They won 2017. Oh. 
I think they were three point underdogs with Mox. I think they covered. Yeah, they were go- they were going in as underdogs. Definitely. Yeah, they're yeah. underdogs in that game, right? Mox, yeah. they won. They lost, lost the game. Three before. points the game before. I think it's a Nick they are situation. Home, though, but yeah, and they oh, put up yeah. sixty six in the Eagles game prior to that, which is crazy to think. Mox about. says in the closing credits that uh, Coach Kilmer never coached again. Do you believe that? No. Do what did I he believe do? that in a that the fictional in the fictional universe of Varsity Blues that Coach never? Yes, I believe that he was outed as a as a white supremacist, and they were like, "We can't." <laughs> I don't. I don't, believe, I don't believe it. I don't believe that his players rebelling against him would have prevented him from getting another job. But to return to a crucial point that Shay made earlier. Only winning two state titles That's in 30 That's years, it. you would never be employed Post again. Post-mutiny and Ever. two titles, okay. Yeah, he's still coaching. Because this is 1999. They didn't have the internet, really, back then. He went, like, two towns over, and nobody knew anything. Yeah. yeah. No assistance to yeah. spread the tale. <laughs> this question is for Shay, uh, who wrote an entire book about music once. Okay. Has any movie ever used Van Halen's Hot for Teacher in a better way? <laughs> I, <laughs> I wrote a book about music, not about stripper, dancer, teachers. So I don't know. I, would, I think this I would might have been no. the only hot for teacher. I would guess no. Uh, did Varsity Night, did Friday Night Lights rip off Varsity Blues or vice versa? Vice versa, for sure. Yeah. You think Varsity Blues ripped off? They wanted off to make the Friday Night Lights, right. yeah, based on the book. And for whatever reason, couldn't, right? Isn't there some half-assed internet research couldn't couldn't get the it rights like to the they, story? Yeah, it seemed like to, that like, might have been basically how steal the good parts and then make up a bunch of weird parts. That's fine. You can make that movie cream. every year, and I would be first in line to pay. Um, why is Varsity Blues two in the works? It's, well, several people have died. <laughs> Which brings me to the plot of Varsity Blues too. Yes, that got that got Are you ready? super dark. Super I know. Fast. I'm just saying. And we were having a good time. And then here comes Jason. Here's how Varsity Blues 2 starts. Yes. So Lance Harbor has been the coach. Yeah. He'd taken over. Right? Mm-hmm. We saw it. He had the winning title. Takes over 20 years and tragically dies. Vanderbeek goes back. He's, he's been at Brown. He's just been like, he's an associate <laughs> professor. He's a professor, professor at Brown. He's kind of helped out with the football team a little bit. Goes back for the funeral. And they're about to abolish football at West Cannon because Lance was keeping keeping them together. No more football? There was going to be no more football. Like footloose, like football footloose. <laughs> right. That's what this is. Okay. Only one man can save football. Football loose. Only one man can save he's, football. He's read Cat's Cradle. He's read Welcome to the Monkey House. He's out of Vonnegut. He needs something to do. That man is James Vanderbeek, a.k.a. Jonathan Moxon. Are you in? I feel like he's it's a software right salesman in Denver. That's the plot. Are you in on Netflix? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah. man. That's all I want to see. All right, last category. Who won the, unless you have any unanswerable questions, do you? No? Who won the movie? Vanderbeek, Billy Bob, Bud Kilmer, Allie Larder, other. Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek. The yes. Beak. Yeah. He's surprisingly sure. good when you, when you rewatch it. Yeah, he's, he's like, good. He's charming. He's confident. He's talented. I'm so glad you're saying this because I, I thought I was going to be out on a limb by myself. No, he was. I agree. I think he's good in this movie. When I watched it the first Except time, the I accent. felt like I didn't like it, and I went in to watch it the second time, expecting not to like it. He was, he was good. Imagine yeah. having to wear those wide leg jeans and convince people that you're yes. an elite athlete. That was what I wanted to bring up when we got to the what age the worst. Jason, yes. Jason, can you show me the jeans, please? There it is. There it is. <laughs> those are are those jinkos? With the jersey tucked in, with a watch, with the watch. Amazing that that guy had to go to the the pharmacy to buy condoms because he was not using them already. I was alive back then. Did they have jeans back then like oh, that? Yeah, what were they Those called? Are like jinkos. Jinkos, yeah. yeah. Those yeah. aren't jinkos though. Because they, they don't have the they don't have the graphic jinkos. design. Yeah. Those, Those are the market. market. Yeah. Those we're are the West, play, uh, West Kane and jinkos. We're gonna play a little game. Can we get Justin Sarenglaw up here? Is he here? There's a mic. Oh, there he is. Here he goes. I'm going go to go to the bathroom. It? Where is he? I got to pee. I've been drinking so You're much coffee. I'll be right back. Wow. Is this a bit? Is this yeah. a bit? No. We have a mic for him? Yeah, right over here. Here's a mic, buddy. Yeah, you got it. We're going to ask you All right, some we're going to play a little game. You're going to pick Friday Night Lights and uh, Varsity Blues. Who said the quote? 
First quote, cry me a river, you fat fucking baby. Mark Nominees, Mark. Tim Riggins, Bud Kilmer, Charlie Tweeter, and Landry Clark. Who said it? Bud Kilmer. All right. You're one for That's one. That's right. Hey. For as long as I've known Tim Riggins, there's only two phrases that put a smile on his face. Number one, we're going to state. Number two, the results are in. You are not the father. <laughs> Nominees, Smash Williams, Jason Street, Tyra Collette, or Billy Riggins? Who said it? Jason Street. Uh, Jason, Street would, Jason Street would not watch Maury Povich. How dare you? Here, here's a hint. That was Smash. It's at the roast. Yeah. Smash at the roast. Does God love football? I think everybody loves football. Tammy Taylor, Coach Taylor, Jason Street, or Buddy Garrett? Garrity. Buddy Garrity. No. Audience? Jason Street. No. You're doing a bad job. No, you can do this. You got it. <laughs> if, uh, uh, this is an easy one. You'll get this. If we go out and half ass it, it's because we're scared. All we're left with is an excuse. We're always going to wonder. But if we go out there and give it everything, absolutely everything, that's heroic. Let's be heroes. Lance Harbor, Coach Taylor, Matt Saracen, Jason Concepcion's prostate, or oh. Jonathan Moxon. Who Oof. said it? Mox. All right, two for four. That's good enough for a win. I thought yeah, that's a win. Thanks to uh, Largo. Thanks to Shay. Thanks to Mallory. Thanks to Jason. Thanks to Mink and Kelly. Ooh. For unexpected cameo. Thanks for uh, coming out tonight. Any last words? Clear eyes, full hearts. (laughs) Uh, Don't forget Binge Mode with these guys to subscribe to that. You can subscribe to Rewatchables. Tomorrow we're putting up a new Rewatchables with Goodwill Hunting. With uh, me and Shay and Chris, Ryan, and Sean Fantasy. That is the longest one we've ever done. It's... 27 hours. 27. Give or take. And, uh, And it's really good. So anyway, thanks for coming. We appreciate it. That's it. All right. Thanks again to Largo for that. Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget about ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. If you are looking for somebody to help you scout some talent. It is the smartest way to hire. And don't forget about Hotel Tonight because you know what? Valentine's Day is coming up. You never know. They help you book amazing deals at great hotels, up to 100 days in advance, and top destinations up to a week in advance everywhere else. Whether you need a sweet deal on a nice room for today, for the winter, or beyond, start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels. Download the Hotel Tonight app now. Next up on the Rewatchables, Chris Ryan and I are going to do a movie that I did not like that much when it came out. And now I love it. And so does Chris Ryan. And we might be the only two. So you have a couple days to watch it before we do this podcast. It's the Miami Vice movie. Oh yeah, it's happening. The Rewatchables next week. Until then.